Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Hey guys, so today I'm coming to you live from Mexico. Oh my God, it is so beautiful here. Like this resort that we're staying at, we had no idea what we were coming into. And when we arrived, it's just so beautiful. There's like water, moat, moat uh, pathways. There's water everywhere, like bridges. It's like beautiful beaches. Like I, I can't even believe it. I'm, I'm just so, I love it. I'm so appreciative. I'm so grateful that we're here. It's so warm. The birds are chirping, and yeah, it was just, it's been, it's been great so far. I'm, I'm actually here for a wedding, which is going to be Friday night. Um, my friend Tanya from the national ski team, I, I met her when we skied together on the national ski team, uh, is getting married, which is so fun. And then it's also my birthday on the weekend, so. It's uh, it's on Saturday, <laughs> so it's gonna be lots of celebrating. I'm I'm really excited, um, and I came with my friend Renee, who is an amazing travel buddy because she loves to just go with the flow and make decisions on the fly, like just like me. So when I'm traveling, I I like to sort of scope things out, but like scope out what I want to do. But like I'm not really if I'm not feeling something in that moment, then. I'm not like gonna super strict stick to that schedule, you know? So I like to sort of like feel it out and if I feel like doing something, I will. If I don't, I won't. So we're getting up to some pretty fun and interesting things so far. <laughs> and if you wanna follow me on Instagram at my at Elisa Curry Lowitz account, um, you can get more of like an inside scoop with the stories. Uh, but I must say that, um, that the food is completely epic and the cocktails and the wine and the social scene are like next level so this is almost like the perfect time and the perfect scenario to talk about weight loss maintenance <laughs> so so this is part three of the weight loss series and if you haven't listened to parts one and two i strongly suggest that you do that they outline my philosophy on the physical and the mental commitment to treating your body with respect and why making choices to fuel your body and mind with health as a priority is a sign of self-love. Um, I, I may also sound like a broken record here with all the self-love parts, but it's so important as your foundation. It's so important for the foundation of any positive life change. Okay, so so question period here. How many of you guys listening have ever or have been able to say out loud, self, I love you, or you are an amazing human being worthy of a healthy life, or, or like any type of positive affirmation? Who's, who's been able to do that? Are, are you starting to bring some awareness to your thoughts and of the tyrant of the mind? Like how, how does it speak to you on a regular basis? This is, this is the first step to make change. It's, 
It's not a stupid exercise. In fact, it's, it's super easy and requires little to no stress to do it. Like becoming aware of your, the way your ego speaks to you on a regular basis gives you perspective and it will ultimately give you the awareness to make the change. So I'm gonna tell you a little story about how mine speaks to me. So Renee and I, Renee and I, <laughs> Renee and I, um, we had an early flight to Mexico on Monday morning. So this past Monday, it was like at 8.30 a.m. or something and it departed from Toronto, which is a whole nother story and a big oops on my part because we live in Ottawa. <laughs> so anyways, we made like the three, the, sorry, it's like four and a half hour drive from Ottawa to Toronto the night before. It was a super long day, um, but we had dinner in Toronto and we didn't get to our hotel till super late. And I like basically immediately went to bed because we had a 5.15 a.m. wake-up call. So, so we get up, um, we board the shuttle, we get in all the lineups, security, um, haven't had a coffee yet, uh, started to get hungry, waiting in lines, uh, excited to be going on holidays officially, and then I'm starting to get cranky, and now it's 7.45, so I've been awake for two and a half hours with no coffee or food, and we're looking, we're like now through security or whatever, and we're like trying to find a place that's like healthier, like, like that there's a healthier choice, because I've been in a bit of a funk these past few weeks, so I'm really choosing my food wisely right now, Anyways, we finally choose this like diner place and I ordered the vegetarian omelet with tomato instead of hash browns. Renee got the same as me, but she got the hash browns, okay? So finally I get some coffee in me and I'm starting to feel a bit better, but I'm like starving, like an eight out of 10 starving. And this is bad news for me. <laughs> like if a 10 was the most hungry you could ever be and a zero was like super, super full, like totally content, I think I like to live in like the four or five, six range of my day. And once I get over that six, then I start to make bad food choices, you know? So like I'll, I'll grab something that's fast or processed or, or fat, like fast food, stuff like that. Like that's not going to make me feel good. So I try to at least pack like some small snacks and like plan my meals a bit better so that I never really get out of that range. Like I never get into the six or seven because, oh my God, I was starving. I was so hungry. Anyways, the food arrives and I start to dig in right away. But I also immediately like reached across the table to steal one of Renee's hash browns, like her like potato wedges or whatever. It was like this subconscious thing. Like, you know, when you go to a restaurant and you order a salad and your friend orders the fries and you just like, you want to nibble on them? Well, that's what I did. And not that that's a, like, not that that's like a big deal that I went to like grab the fry, but I caught myself and all of a sudden in my mind, I was saying, Elisa, what the fuck are you doing? You're an idiot. Don't eat that. You're gonna fuck up all that work you've been doing. You're such a fucking pig. I, I can't believe you were gonna eat that deep fried shit. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so holy, whoa, like pretty harsh, eh? All I did was reach for the fry and catch myself and then my ego attacked me. I, I had to like check myself. I, I had to say like no in my mind and change the voice. And that's not, like, it's not that I stopped listening to the voice 
it was that I consciously changed what it said. So I said to myself, and it was in my mind, but I said, great job, Elisa, for catching yourself and not eating that hash brown. <laughs> you know, you're making good choices. You're awesome. Now eat the food that's going to make you feel great, right? <laughs> so I ate the omelet and the tomatoes, but then there was like four slices of this Texas rye bread with butter that was like glistening in the sun. Oh my God, it looked so delicious. Oh, but you know, bread, wheat, gluten, it's, it's, it's not for me. I just, it doesn't make me feel good. So I, I left it. Now, this was the crazy part because the tyrant of my mind, like my ego, um, my addictions, my lack of self-love, or like the parts of me that crave punishment, they started to rip into me again about the Texas rye. So now it was saying, just eat the bread. Fuck it. Who cares? You're on vacation. Live a little. You can go on a run later and burn it off. Like, come on, eat it. Renee's eating hers. It's so delicious. Just do it. Fuck it. Come on. Like, isn't that twisted? My mind, like, first off, blasted me for almost eating one potato. Okay. And then it was like guilting me into eating the bread. It's like a lose-lose situation here. But like, those are my actual thoughts. As hard as it is for me to say them out loud, those are the things that are running through my mind. However, at this stage of my life, I am glad that I'm putting in the work every day and I'm continuing to put in the work every day to stop the voice and stay on track with what's actually best for me. No, eating the hash brown or the rye bread won't kill me. They aren't the worst things to put into my body but they aren't good for my body and I would eat them and then I would regret it because I wouldn't feel good. So it's just those like those decisions every day. Like if I just kept eating those foods that don't make me feel good, that it accumulates into something bigger. So it starts with like the small little steps, you know, because, you know, if I kept eating them, the self abuse cycle will begin again. And because that's what it is, it's, it's abusive. The voice inside of my head is abusive. And dare I say that the voice inside of yours is the same, okay? So like, think of this. If I said those things out loud to another person, people would think that I was an asshole, that I was verbally abusing them. So why is it okay for me to speak to myself that way? It's not, it's terrible. So I am slowly but surely changing it. So back to my original question, like have you been able to hear your tyrant and what is it saying? The reason I ask is because this is the key to maintaining a healthy lifestyle. It's a reminder to give yourself more positive, self-loving affirmations. It's a reminder to silence the voice as often as you can, even if it's once a day, okay? And if possible, replace that inner abusive dialogue with something awesome. Maintenance is it's all about committing to changing your beliefs about yourself every single day, uh, to changing your beliefs about food, about love, about all the crap that you've gone through or are going through, and then letting it go, forgiving, okay? changing your beliefs about them. You are only defined by the thoughts you are thinking right now. 
everything else is history. And your thoughts right now are shaping the millions of decisions you make every day. For me, maintaining a healthy lifestyle is a constant work in progress. And I'm, I'm not in denial of the fact that I grew up thinking I wasn't good enough, smart enough, or like pretty enough, all of which are 100% not true. But that's the way I thought for years and years and years. It, it shaped my self-esteem and my reactions uh, and my patterns, all of which poke me and test me all the time. And it doesn't even really matter how I learned them. Like at this point, it doesn't matter how I learned all these beliefs or who I learned them from. That is history. What matters is that I'm aware of my beliefs and I'm putting the work in to change them. I am responsible now. I may not have been responsible necessarily growing up because I didn't decide who my parents were. I didn't decide my circumstances. Like, or like I didn't decide what country I was born in or what culture I'd be raised in, nor did I handpick my teachers as a kid. But now I do have that luxury. Now I do understand that I would self-medicate with food and the victim and the judge story begins and and keeps going and blah, 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 blah. Okay, so I can change that now. Okay, so now I'm on vacation. I'm at an all-you-can-eat resort. The food is insane. Like, there's literally everything I could possibly imagine here to eat. So picture that for a second. Now, people who have never had a weight problem or that have a very positive self-image, like, they would say that it's okay to divulge maybe, and eat whatever you want. Because, hey, you're on vacation, okay? I'm not one of those people, and I don't think it's okay. And because on the extreme side of it, it goes along the same lines as telling an alcoholic or a drug user that it's okay to have a drink because, hey, you're on vacation, you know? To me, it's the same thing. I'm abusing myself, I'm abusive with myself, um, with my body and my mind, And like I abuse my body with food and that is not healthy and that's a realization that took me a long time to come across because people oftentimes say like no no you're eating everyone has to eat we have to eat to survive you like something along those lines and and it's not abusive but I, I I don't believe that anymore I do believe that overeating and eating unhealthy foods and treating your body with disrespect and putting stress on your on your body is abusive. <laughs> like, does does anyone out there, you know, agree with that? Like, or understand what I'm saying at least? This, this all kind of is, you know, circling towards my definition of moderation. Like, moderation and eating in moderation has a bit of a different meaning for me. Uh, and, and by a bit, I mean a huge difference. <laughs> there, there, are, there are a bunch of diets out there that talk about a balanced lifestyle and that you can eat any food you want all in moderation. Like if you're counting points, you can eat whatever you want as long as it fits in the points. Some diets give you a cheat day or a cheat item a week or something like that. So, so diets encourage a healthier version of your favorite treat like you know, gluten-free options or sugar-free options or the smaller bag or the home-cooked version, you know, like things like that. So before 
these are the exact type of things that I really wanted to hear when going into a diet. I wanted to hear that I could eat the crap, the crappy crap that I love to eat. It was like instant permission for me to eat things that made me feel unwell and put my body into stress mode. Like I loved it. I was like, yes, I can, I can commit to this type of diet because I can eat whatever I want. <laughs> and I'm going to eat super awesome all week and then poison myself on the weekends. Or uh, I've been so good all week. I deserve that fifth slice of pizza. <laughs> and before you know it, the, it's, 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 back, it's back to normal. Now, I, like now, I think that is all backwards. The word moderation as it relates to food for an overweight, unhealthy person with a low self-esteem or low self-body image has been commercialized. It's a trap. I believe sugar companies, restaurants, and like essentially the food industry is brainwashing us. They want our money. They want us to become addicted to their food and keep buying it. And weight loss programs are the same. Do this diet, eat whatever you want so that you can gain it all back and pay us again or pay us more and repeat the cycle or keep, stay on this diet forever, keep paying us. And this cycle is so harsh on your, on your self-esteem. Like yo-yoing is considered a failure. It's, it's hard to get out of that hole that you keep falling into. And it's like, it keeps getting deeper or something every time. So. So today, today there, there, there's no moderation for me in my diet. I know that the second I eat the forbidden fruit, I'm heading down a slippery slope and it's a constant push and pull. Now, I have to say that I do eat cookies, I do eat sweets, I drink wine, maybe too much wine, but I don't call it moderation. I don't call it re a reward, I don't call it balance. What I call it is eating well and eating not well. Like, I am no longer in denial that eating a donut, which people call balance, is balance. I call eating a donut stress. And anyone with a weight problem or health problems, I know that somewhere in there you agree with me. Like, it is not okay to stress out my body with food. Like, that is, that is not okay to me. You know, <laughs> I do it, but is it okay? Probably not. And I'm trying to break this cycle. Food has changed in our world today. It is not made the same way it used to be. And people are so brainwashed with the foods they believe are healthy for their bodies that they can't even imagine a world without it. And I'm trying to change this for myself because I was one of those people. At one point in my life, I would rather have eaten like an extra large ramen noodle bowl and then passed out, with, like full of pasta, full of MSG, like salt just a massive amount of food and then I would pass it on the couch and feel like shit I'd like slowly pack on the weight and verbally abuse myself for being such a pig and then you know then like I, I would rather do all of that than put the work in to change the pattern like that's how brainwashed I was and is that choice really worth it in the end well I can tell you right now that I used to believe it was. Like I used to say, fuck it, I don't care, uh, which was a joke. Now I don't, like not even a little bit. And that's why it's easy for me to change the voice and not eat the potatoes at breakfast or the delicious looking Texas rye bread with butter, okay? It's not worth it. It's never worth it to stress out my body 
and my organs and my mind with food that that poisons me so <clears throat> when I do find myself eating poorly which happens or drinking a lot which also happens <laughs> then I need to check myself like why am I abusing myself what do I need to heal those those are key questions those those questions keep me on track actually and awareness keeps me on track going back to the the regular scheduled programming is an indication that I have more inside of me to heal I have to look inside of me what part of me needs to heal or to be forgiven what's really going on here essentially is something that comes to mind when I'm finding myself in those poor eating habits so that brings me to body image <clears throat> I believe that uh the majority of the world is dealing with some sort of body image issues in one way or another. And I believe that, you know, self-love is more of a concept that people pretend to practice versus something that they consciously do on a daily basis. Again, I was one of those. I'd be like, oh yeah, I love myself. <laughs> and in the next breath, I'd be calling myself an idiot or a fucking loser. Like, that's an actual joke now that I look back at it. Like, <clears throat> yes. I believe all bodies are beautiful. Yes, we are all perfect. We are all perfect. We are born perfect, little human beings. All of our cells are exactly the way they're supposed to be the day that we're born, and they are all perfect. Like, look at a baby. Babies are amazing. They're innocent, they're beautiful. A baby doesn't come into the world and think, well, I'm fat and chubby and disgusting and unworthy. I'm an unworthy pig. Like a baby, a baby doesn't think that. Those beliefs come later. Like as we grow up, we start to believe these things about ourselves and all of a sudden we forget that we are actually 100% perfect. We just forget. We get brainwashed. Now, don't forget, our bodies are very loyal to us. I've said this before. Every cell works its butt off day in and day out to be the best possible version of itself. Like that tiny little cell, that it's, it's trying its best for you, okay? Our choices, however, on what we eat and on what we believe <clears throat> are the reasons that we have forgotten how amazing we are, <laughs> how amazing we've always been from the beginning. Perfection, similar to beauty, is in the eye of the beholder. For example, you might look at a supermodel and think, wow, this woman is perfect. She has perfect legs and skin and abs and she's like simply gorgeous and she's living the perfect life. But then that supermodel might be thinking, look at how fat I am. Look at the bags under my eyes. They're disgusting. I'm so ugly or, or whatever. So you see, it's the beholder that has all the power you have the power. You get to decide what perfection is, what beauty is. You get to change the beliefs and the patterns of old to change the story. And it starts with recognizing that you are indeed perfect. It doesn't matter what you think of other people. It really doesn't. It's, it's just your opinion, you know? It's just your opinion. What you think of me doesn't affect the way I think of me, okay? Your opinion is yours, mine is mine. So whether you think a supermodel is gorgeous or not, it doesn't actually matter, okay? It doesn't matter how many times your husband or wife tells you that you're beautiful. If you don't believe it yourself, you will constantly be looking for others to validate you or comparing yourself to something or someone 
who you believe is better than you, right? That's a vicious cycle. That, that's, yeah. But the thing is, is that nobody is better and nobody is worse. We're all the same. It's just our beliefs that taunt us. So change them. <laughs> and again, yes, I believe all human beings are beautiful. They're not, however, all healthy. And they're not, however, treating their bodies with love and respect. Again, a healthy body image starts in the mind, just as an un unhealthy body image starts in the mind. And then the lifestyle follows. And, and speaking of lifestyle, I do want to touch on this one more thing here because it's a very, it's very, it's a very interesting thing what happens when you start to shift. So when you start to have some awareness of thought and you start to make loving affirmations, you appreciate life a little bit more, you appreciate your body a little bit more, and then you shift and make healthier, better, more conscious decisions about food, exercise, and even you know small lifestyle changes like time management, alone time, sleep, those types of things. It's funny what happens when you start to do those things. With, with all of these like self-loving actions, your vibration will start to shift. You will start to move up on the vibration scale and it's awesome. Your energy will shift and you'll start to attract similar positive energy in your life. So, so the more you shift, the more you will attract, okay? And with these small shifts, it's very interesting what starts to happen with the people around you. And I'm talking about like your, you know, your family, your friends, coworkers, spouses, even your kids. They'll start to notice. And the funny part is, is that if those people have like a low self-esteem or are in denial about their own beliefs, they will start to try and pull you back down to their level. Okay, so to their vibration. I don't know if you've ever sort of experienced this in one way or another, but like all of a sudden friends are like, come go out with me, let's get super drunk and party all night. You know, like the day before uh, you have to work really early in the morning. Or <clears throat> what, you're never gonna eat pizza again? You're crazy. I couldn't, I can't believe that you're depriving yourself. I would never do that, I can't believe you. Or you know, like salad, salad, salad. You eat salad all day, it's so boring. You're so boring to go out with. You know, get it? So like social influencers in your life will try and pull you down. They don't like it. They don't like the fact that you're shifting and maybe they don't know why, but essentially it's they want you to be miserable like they are and they can't handle it that you're moving out so they are punishing you and making digs. When I started to shift, I actually lost a few women who I believe to be very close friends. like some of the women in my life would like insult me and pressure me or guilt me and they they would guilt me to like treat my body with disrespect and it happened so much that I just naturally started to pull away from them like I didn't want to be vibrating a low unhealthy vibration I wanted to be vibrating uh, and buzzing and glowing every day so this, this mental and physical shift also affected my social circle. But th the best part is that I started to attract like-minded people into my life and people who also believe that they're amazing and have so much self-confidence that they can love and support me and my choices without feeling threatened. 
that's a that's a big deal to have someone in your life and attract people that you know let you make your own choices without feeling threatened themselves because that's it people feel threatened when you want to shift and they don't want to shift old patterns and beliefs cause like so much resistance in people and they don't even know that they're pulling you down. Like they're stuck in their own head with their own beliefs and they're stuck victimizing themselves and judging you. I remember this one specific instance where the resistance and fear of another woman drove a huge wedge in our relationship and I'll, I'll tell you the story. So I was on vacation with a group of women who I loved spending time with, okay? However, it was during my year of super strict diet. So this was the year that I made that commitment and I didn't eat any gluten, dairy, sugar, caffeine, processed foods, or alcohol, okay? So for this specific vacation week, uh, since we were in wine country, I did agree to myself that I would do, I would have some wine two out of the seven days that we were there. And like this wine tour vacation was booked before I had made the year long commitment to eat clean. So I thought two days out of the entire year was like something I could live with. So I was like, okay, this works. I'm going to, I'm going to do two days. Anyhow, the trip was great. Like we went on the wine tours. I got super drunk, <laughs> but like after my two days were up, one of the ladies felt threatened. Okay. Cause we were having fun. We were all drinking around and we were like, trying all these wines it was fun it was really fun uh, but our second to last day on vacation we we were all sitting in the sun we were snacking having some drinks I was drinking sparkling water and this woman started to give me a super hard time for not having wine and she was digging it in and like peer pressuring me super hard like we're grown adults here okay and she was peer pressuring me really hard then then we all decided to go out for dinner and she just kept on me and of course, I'm not gonna drink. I, I've made this commitment to my body. I'm not having alcohol, so I just kept saying no. And she felt so threatened that I was treating my body in a certain way, and she wasn't, that she couldn't stop making fun of me and like insulting me and making hurtful comments about my choice. And the others in the group, you know, they started to notice and they did stick up for me a bit, but like this lady was losing her mind that I was sticking to my program. Because maybe she isn't able to stick to a program or whatever. It doesn't even matter. She was just losing her mind. Anyways, it got to the point that after dinner, I like didn't want to spend time with them anymore. I didn't want to spend time with this person anymore. So, so I went back to my condo. And, you know, I like read a book and I just relaxed in like a nice, calm and peaceful environment. As I didn't, I didn't need to be around people who aren't supportive of my personal choices. So I left. It was an easy decision for me. And I ended up having a lovely evening alone with myself. I slept great. I got up the next day and went for like a lovely 10K run, had a great day. And, but this woman, on the other hand, was so pissed that I left that she just kept talking about me behind my back the entire night. Like her resistance and her personal belief about herself was so in, like ingrained that she like held on to that shitty negative energy the entire night. So here I was doing something positive for my body and she was self imploding and trying to drag us all down. Okay. It's very, it's very interesting. So that's just one, one example of like, you know, that social pressure. Okay. After our vacation, that woman and myself drifted apart even further and we're no longer friends. Am I hurt by this? Not really. 
Like, she is who she is. I am who I am. We're both adults. We are both responsible for our decisions and actions. And she was actually a big teacher in my life, and I respect her. However, it's time for me to move on. So this is okay. People come into and out of our lives for a reason. So what I'm trying to say here is that if you are being true to yourself, if this process, like if you're being true to yourself within this process, and if you're shifting into a healthier, higher vibration, you may start to notice that you no longer have the same things in common with some of your friends anymore. And if you don't want, like if, if they don't want to jump ship and rise above with you, it's perfectly okay for you to leave them in the dust and keep climbing the ladder, okay? Since that day, I've actually dropped a lot of old friends and, and boyfriends. <laughs> it's, it's not like I'm mean or treat them with disrespect. It's just that I, I don't choose to put my energy into a person or a situation with a vibration that doesn't serve me. There's a big difference there. So... This might seem like a little bit off track here with Weight Loss uh, 101 Part 3, but it's, it's all connected. You need to treat yourself with love and respect, and you are worthy enough to have great people around you to love and support you in this process. So some, some of you might even have like, you know, that enabler in your life, like that partner or husband or friend that's always buying the cookies and like treats and bringing them over and that are peer pressuring you to make poor health choices. So, so, so think to yourself, is this the type of person that is lifting me up or are they weighing me down Two. <laughs> It's, it's worth having conversations and speaking your mind about how you feel and asking for support. But it's also worth creating some space so that you can grow and be the best version of yourself. Okay? So I think that this concludes my first weight loss series. <laughs> One, two, and three. Woo! I, I really feel that all the skills I touch on, and I call them skills because we learn how to treat ourselves differently and we can learn how to because you know with awareness of what's really going on inside of our giant brains you know skills you can develop expand and get better at skills so these are skills anyways i i really feel that all of these skills can help you be your best self in all areas of life like not just weight loss or body image or self-confidence. And if you practice self-love, you know, if, if, you, if you are practicing self-love, tell yourself how much you love yourself every single day. Tell yourself how fabulous you are every single day. Appreciate all the things in your life. You know, be aware of when that voice in your head is being abusive and say no to that behavior or change the voice, change what it says, you know, and, and, and break free of that denial. <laughs> the voice that says, you know, fuck it, I don't care, it won't happen to me, or I'm not like that, oh no, 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 I'm not like that, or whatever. It, it, it is not in control of you, that voice is not in control. So I invite you one last time to say out loud right now, I love myself. Okay, go. Say it out loud. Okay, now say, I am worthy. 
Okay, now go and do something that makes you feel really good with a positive effect on your body. And you know what? It's as simple as that. Decide and then do it. Go for it. You have nothing to lose. Don't give up on yourself because you are worth it. You are perfect. I believe in you. Now all that's left is for you to believe in yourself. So thank you all once again for listening. I would love to get your feedback. If this story has resonated with you, please let me know. Let's keep this discussion going further. Send me a direct message on Instagram at at alisacarilowitz or send me an email. All the information will be in the show notes. I would also love for you to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes. Have a lovely day, everyone. Until next time. Wow.